Hello, welcome to Behind the Music. I'm Bridget Devin, your host. Today, I'm excited to welcome Tyler Godsey with Five Point Music Sanctuary. Uh, Tyler is going to share with us about his nonprofit organization and how they're helping how they're helping with music therapy, hearing loss advocacy, accessibility, and just really excited to have you on, Tyler. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Yes. So to start, can you share with us about yourself and how Five Point Music uh, got started? Yes, uh, so Five Points Music uh, got started about six years ago as a nonprofit. Our mission here is to pursue the power of sound. It's a very personal mission to me. Um, I have two children that are both deaf. Um, at 11 months old, I was lucky enough to give them cochlear implants, allowing us to celebrate the gift of sound. That gift serves as inspiration for what we do. Here, we use our shows and events as a way to fund programs like music therapy, hearing loss advocacy, accessibility programs, and more. Our music therapy program runs year-round and offers free music therapy to all types of ages with special needs. They range from three years old with Down syndrome to veterans with PTSD. Since we started the program about five and a half, almost six years ago now, um, we have provided over $75,000 worth of music therapy to clients throughout Central and Southwest Virginia. Our accessibility program focuses on how we use our events to create a more universally approachable world. At our shows, and Concerts that we help put on, we work with uh, the, with special uh, points of accommodations to allow them to experience these shows in a unique way. At all of our events, we have colorblind correction glasses for people to watch lights that's originally intended. We have backpacks called subpacks with headphones that feed into the PA system. <clears throat> and they take the vibrations of the music, send it to the person wearing it. Across the board, our goal with these programs is to provide an ADA accommodation, but it is much more than that. Ultimately, we want to remind people that the power of sound isn't just what you hear, it's what you see, feel, share collectively. Now, when we mix that together in a pot, we get these moments that we chase at shows when the lights and the band, the audience converge. That moment serves as the apex moment of one side of the boundary when we talk about the power of sound. On the other side is a more innate concept. <clears throat> when my son was uh, 11 months old, he's 13 now. My wife and I turned on his ears for the first time, and the first three words she says were, I love you. Three simple words we say all the time. But in the context of that moment, they hit me in a unique way. It was an emotional, mental, physical, spiritual impact. At its essence, that's exactly what we talk about when we talk about the power of sound. It's really celebrating the idea that in life, it is the little things that have the most <clears throat> profound impacts on us. Sometimes it's the simple words we say and how we say them. Please, thank you, I'm sorry, I love you. Those little things, those, they have the power to change and alter the course of where we go, what we do, how we feel. Now for us, those three simple vibrations, I love you, they serve as a spark for everything we do here. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much, Tyler, for sharing about the origin of Five Point Music. And I was really um, excited when I was seeing what the advocacy is around for hearing loss and the accessibility. Um, so with the with the hearing loss advocacy, um, you're you're working with artists and in performances so that people have free ear protection and working with ways to reduce hearing loss and, and um, managing the decibels. Um, I'd love to hear what that work has been like with artists. And because um, we all know we've been to musical shows where it is just so loud and it doesn't have to be. 
But some of these practices are being done throughout venues all across the country. Indeed, <laughs> many venues, though, they're on a smaller scale. They struggle sometimes for a lack of technical support, mm-hmm. expertise, and just a general awareness for just how loud those shows can be. So at our events, um, while we provide free ear protection and work with artists to create sound-friendly decibel concepts, the ultimate goal is to remind people really that the power of sound can work both ways. And it can bring you together, but it can also take away some of the things that are most precious to it. Mm. The elements of at our show, we have baby band headphones that we offer for guests and kids that come in. The free ear protection, they're just a standard sort of practice, but they're by no means novel. They've been used all over the country that offer these services. Some of the unique elements of our hearing loss advocacy efforts include things like free, uh, we offer a mobile speech and hearing center uh, partnership that comes in and provides free hearing tests during our shows. Oh, we wow. Also do in-ear monitor grants for artists to protect their hearing over the long haul by offering financial grants to allow them to switch from stage monitors to in-ear monitors. This not only has the effect of improving the uh, the sound in the room and reducing a little bit of the muddled noise when you have a bunch of stage monitors and wedges coming into the room, it also allows for artists to be more in control and more protective over their long-term hearing. I love that. That's so fantastic. Um, so I'm I'm a stage performer myself. I'm a vocalist in a couple groups. So I'm very aware of how challenging it can be because each room is so unique that you play in. You could play in a room that has a lot of hard surfaces and no matter what you do, the way, you know, things are kind of echoing off the walls, it can be it can be really challenging. Um, <clears throat> uh, so what's it What's it like getting in contact with these uh, performers or artists and um, starting these conversations with them and how receptive are they? And um, I just love to hear about that experience, how you're reaching artists and venues. Since we started, we've had over 400 plus events where artists have come from all over the world to the little church in Roanoke, Virginia. Um, Many of the artists that come here, they often are unaware of just what we do, why we do it and what this place is really all about. However, we serve, uh, that serves as a great point of engagement and relationship development. When we bring artists in and tell them why we're here, we tell them our story. We express to them uh, that the goal here is not just about protecting our hearing. It's not just about coming together and getting down and checking it out. It's also about reminding ourselves just how lucky we are to be where we are, to be able to do what we do, to honor each moment that's been granted to us. Make sure that we celebrate that for all that it's worth. Artists that come here, though, they often are, are more often than not embracing uh, the real implications of what we talk about. Mm. When we talk about sound to the decibel concept, your genres of music certainly have some influence. Your loud, heavy metal guys, they tend to have a more refined ear for higher decibels, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the other more acoustic sensitive artists, they're more aware of what it feels like when you don't have to blast out the ears, yeah. uh, the sound levels. Um, collectively, I think it's just about awareness that starts when you come into the process and create a point of awareness and empathy. And when you think about the other people around you, not just to make people understand, but what's going on in the audience, um, those elements create the pathway in which you can think about being a sound-friendly uh, venue. You can think about how do you create more universally approachable ways to our world. You can think about figuring out how to share in the same space for a minute or two with people all around you. Yeah, that's the core tenet for what we do. Very cool. And I'd also love to hear about more about the accessibility. I think it's really um, 
fantastic that you're giving people different ways to experience sound and vibrations. I read about the Subpack device, um, and uh, you know, I'd love to hear more about that. What's the reception been like for people? Um, you know, and also for people who um, may not have hearing loss, but they're they're experiencing like that. That, and just love to hear more about it. That's a great way to think about it. You know, when we talk about the power of sound, it's not just about what we hear, it's about what we see, feel, share collectively. When we talk about these accessibility programs, they are not just for one person. Anybody can try them on. The goal, again, is to remind people that there are all these different ways that we can experience our world. When you have a guest that comes in and they just want to try the subpacks on, the subpacks are a unique little device that uh, they take the vibrations of the music and send it to the person wearing it. The headphones that we provide that also feeds into this uh, backpack uh, allows for people to get a uh, house feed on the soundboard. This allows for people to not only control the hearing a little bit more, it also reduces the noise from the people talking around them. So there's oh. a constant enhancement. We talk about a little chopper proof your concert experience here to some extent. Um, but when we go back to that idea of empathy, right? Somebody puts on that sub pack and I ask them to close their eyes before we turn it on. Ask them to imagine themselves if they didn't hear, or maybe they didn't see anything. Imagine all they did was feel. And then as they put themselves in that state of mind, we slowly turn up the backpacks so the vibrations come into the back and they start to feed into the experience for them. It's at that split second that the individual finds themselves in a shared point of thought about somebody else, which we believe is one of the core elements to finding a way to navigate a world that becomes more and more isolated with its differences. And this serves as a way to kind of bring us together, put us in each other's shoes for a split second. Oh, that's so beautiful. Um, yeah, I and I didn't realize, too, with the headphones that, um, just you know, because in, in live performances, sometimes, like, it can be hard to hear the nuances of a mix. And so yeah. if somebody can wear headphones... They can hear that. And then they, and then if they want to chat with someone, they can take them off and engage. Um, I just love, I love that. Um, and yeah, and just creating these like shared experiences too. Cause even when you're not wearing a sub pack, but if there's like a, you know, a bass speaker, that's really thumping, you do feel that in your chest, but this might be in a more like approachable kind of way. Um, and lastly on the music therapy, I'd love to hear about that. I know that you guys um, have, and share with me, raised funds or have funds going so people can access music therapy? Well, the uh, funds for all of our pro all of our shows go to fund and support each one of these programs. Uh, the accessibility programs, not only do they operate inside the sanctuary itself, but we use this venue as a way to develop best practices so that we can go and help other organizations, other venues, other events to provide similar services for their own, for their own events. Um, all of our concerts go to fund these programs. When it comes to the music therapy program, that represents one of our largest and most uh, successful programs that we've been doing since we've opened. That program starts by offering quarterly group music therapy sessions, and we target a specific age group with a specific special need. Again, it could be somewhere like a teenager with ADHD or anxiety. It could be uh, somebody with in a six to seven year old that might need focus on motor function skills across all the bounds of our different audiences, we work with our music therapy partner, the Anderson Music Therapy, to identify the best audiences that might have the biggest 
uh, potential reach, and then identify after that group session over a quarter, over about four years, excuse me, we identify one individual after our quarterly group session that might benefit from an individual program. That is really where the benefits of music therapy start to take hold and a more customized, tailored approach towards the benefits of music therapy. You find each individual is completely unique and different. In the group setting, you identify those that might take the practices and benefit more if they just had a little more focus for them. And that's the goal of the programs themselves. Awesome. I love it. Um, your your uh, five-point music is just offering so many different ways for people to have more access to music and, and just use music through therapy and, um, and building awareness. Um, as we're nearing the end, I'd love for you to share your vision for Five Point Music Sanctuary. What do you see in the next year and beyond? Well, I think if we go forward, one of the things, uh, one of the biggest elements of our points of growth and success will lie in our effort to be sustainable. The industry is rapidly changing. There are always going to be highs and lows. And whether you come out of a pandemic where you have no opportunity to put on concerts or whether mm-hmm. you're in the growth of a market that's dying and scrambling to get tickets to any event you put out, there are going to be highs and lows. The structure of our organization is in effect designed to navigate these wild swings in terms of the markets. Collectively, the balance between grants, fundraising, private events, live events, all of these elements bring together an organizational structure that allows us the degree of flexibility and hopefully a longer term point of sustainability in terms of how we uh, choose to spend and focus our, our work. The idea for us though, is to ultimately raise enough money to buy our building. We started last year, a big capital campaign to put a down payment towards the venue itself. And at the beginning of this year, we put a substantial down payment down and we'll continue that capital campaign for the next couple of years as we look to round out that funding and secure our home for the long term. Wonderful. That's fantastic. Um, And before we go, can you share how people can stay connected with you or anything else you'd like people to know about Five Point Music Sanctuary? Yeah, so the best way to check us out is go to our website at fivepointsmusic.com. That's five, P-O-I-N-T-S, music, M-U-S-I-C.com. You can also sign up for our newsletter. You can learn about our program. We do a lot of different streams, so whether you are in California or in Virginia or even somewhere else over the, uh, anywhere else in the globe. You can follow our shows and watch streams. You can learn more about our programs. Our work here is not defined by what happens in four walls that surround us. It is a universal approach. The message, the work, everything is designed to reach out to a broader audience. So go to our website, fivepointsmusic.com. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. There's all types of ways to get involved and to learn more about what we do. I appreciate you taking the time to reach out to us and talk to us a little bit. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Wonderful. Well, for those listening, this is Tyler Godsey with Five Points Music. I believe I was saying Five Point. Forgive me for that. But Five Points Music. Uh, Definitely check out their website and see all the great things they have going on. Sign up for their newsletter. Check out their streams, their programs. They're on social, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, Tyler, thank you for your time. Um, I think the work that you're doing is really fantastic and very exciting. And it was just wonderful to chat and to get to share uh, that with others. So thank you so much. 
Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to call.